Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. Everyone, welcome to another podcast of Living a Full Life. I'm Dr. Enrico Dolcicori, and we are wrapping up our series of neurodevelopmental and development in our children from birth to 25 years of age. So we're talking today about 18 to 25. What what a time that is. I mean, your children are probably finishing high school at this time, choosing to either go to college or do something in the trades or or move on up. But they're probably still at home. If they're if they're going off to college, then they'll, they'll go off and do their thing, which is makes this podcast really important for you on what's happening with their development in their brain at this time. And hopefully, you rest assured that they're going to be okay and do well. And if they're still with you, you can still influence them quite a bit in a positive way during the, these last few years of can we call them childhood? I don't know. 18 to 25. I think those are adults, right? But there'll always be our babies in our eyes. So yes, I'm going to use childhood up until 25 years of age, just because of what I know about the brain. The brain continues to develop throughout our entire lifespan. Really, if we want to be 100% honest, but we're talking about the major growth. And, and But the most significant changes occur during childhood and adolescence. It's where the brain changes the most. Um, not to be depressing here, but after 25, the changes that happen in the brain are not very motivational. Um, they, they start to decline, uh, unfortunately. But, so it's our job to maintain good health during that time. But we can have healthy adult brain development from 25 to 45 as well. Uh, it's just we're trying to to maintain as much uh, brain health as we possibly can moving forward. So from four, from 18 to 25, the brain is still maturing. And we've talked about the prefrontal cortex in the last couple episodes, which is responsible for decision-making, impulse control, and other executive functions. But the most important thing is that impulse control and the decision-making. You need to understand this is apparent that they're still impulsive. Hence, substance abuse, substances, uh, alcohol, all this stuff, sex, these things are all really important to have open discussions about because of their impulse controls, just not at the same level as yours is. You know the repercussions. You know what's going to happen the next morning with a hangover. You know what's going to go on, how that's going to affect you. Uh, they don't. The impulse of doing it now and having the fun now outweighs what tomorrow morning is going to feel like or be like. Uh, depending on the choices we make. So it's really important during this time. Um, so the, the changes that happen at this time is still that myelin that we talked about, that myelination that's happening along every single nerve cell in the body, including the brain, central nervous system, and peripheral nervous system. We've got this myelination that continues to go, that fatty substance that, coatis, that coats every single cell and every single nerve in the body that transmits signals between neurons. This myelination uh, continues to occur quite profoundly in the prefrontal cortex, which helps to improve decision-making and impulse control there as well. Synaptic pruning still happens at this time because of the myelination, which means that synapse, synapse connections between neurons are still happening, synapses. During this age range, there's a process of pruning, which we're getting rid of the childhood ones that are no longer used. And... Um, 
eliminating them to strengthen bigger connections with agility, motor function, speech. Everything is just getting more in-depth and more fine-tuned. So we're creating stronger cognitive function and, and improvement between these synapses at this phase. So it's really an important health, brain health development time where nutrition plays a huge role. We'll get into all the things that you can help influence Um so that's the, that's the neuro, neurology of what's happening there. Increased connectivity is, again, the, the result of this myelination and synaptic pruning that's happening. This helps improve communication between the different parts of the brain. It connects the left brain to the right brain, the different parts of the brain, and the complex parts of the brain, and then the complex thinking and decision-making centers of the brain as well, which, again, are in the prefrontal cortex. Uh, improved emotional regulation during this time, a little bit better then the high school years, you're going to notice an improved emotional regulation here because the brain's ability to regulate emotions is still developing, but it's matured at this point. Uh, this can help young adults to cope with stress and difficult emotions more effectively than they did in high school. So you'll see that change a little bit as well. And then increased risk-taking is still there because of the prefrontal development that's still happening until when? 25. If there's one thing you learn through these podcasts is the brain grows until 25, and this prefrontal cortex is still developing during this time, which can lead to increased risk-taking behavior. That's all from high school to college. The only thing that's left is the risk-taking, and this is why the driver's licenses and your kids getting to learn how to drive and then driving on their own for a while, how stressed you feel is because innately, whether you're a neuroscientist or not, you know this principle that their brain is still developing, whether you knew it or not before this podcast. As a parent, innately, you knew that they're still learning, that your child's still growing. And when they get behind a heavy machinery like a vehicle, you're worried every single time they start that engine. And that's a natural feeling. And for you to understand that it's a fear mechanism to help you better protect your child. So it's not a bad thing. It sucks. It's a stress response. It's a <clears throat> sympathetic overdrive. It's unnecessary. It's a cortisol spiker. It makes you fat. I get it. We don't like it as adults. We don't like the stress. Uh, and that will never go away because we, we want the best for our kids. And we're always worried about them. But remember that their development is there. They are just as aware as you are. And they're more agile than you are. So if they are about to um, fender bender someone or something, they are quicker at the, they have quicker reflexes than you, but you have more experience behind the wheel than them. So you're going to be making better decisions. So there's always that just understand that the risk taking is with everything, not just driving a vehicle, um, physically, mentally, uh, substance abuse, uh, unprotected sex, these things that are risky during this time, uh, just having open dialogue and, and an open impact with your kids is really important. The neurodevelopmental um, changes that occur during this age uh, range can have a significant impact on behavior uh, depending on how they develop. These changes can make it difficult for young adults to make good decisions and control their impulses. However, with time and experience, the brain continues to mature and a young adult will learn to manage their emotions and behavior more effectively. That what, that's what will just naturally happen. So you've done a great job. You're at the finish line of parenthood at this point. Understand that you couldn't have done it. You know, there's some things you could have done better, some things you couldn't, but you couldn't have done this entire experience any better than you have. You, you've done the best you could, which is all that matters. And, and now the rest of the development is just going to happen naturally, innately. And there's really not much more to worry about if you got them, if you got them to this point as a young adult, 
you're winning. Some things to influence and continue to influence them with for good health moving forward is sleep. At this point, by the time they're in their 20s, eight hours is just a good lifelong lesson that they should walk away with, understand. They're going to learn this the hard way. If they don't get enough sleep, they're just going to deprive their function. And they'll learn it. But as long as you keep planting those seeds in their head that they always need eight hours of sleep, that's the magic number to rejuvenate cells in the body and heal. That's how we wake up well-rested is uh, leaving them with that. And, and good sleep comes with a good diet. It's just they go hand in hand. Eating well, a healthy diet provides nutrients that the brain needs to grow and develop. We talked about this in high school, how kids can skip meals, skip breakfast, grab candy bars, not eat all day, and they're malnourishing their brain, which can can impede development as well, which can prolong prefrontal cortex, pre cortex development over time. It can... Um, impede on emotional regulation. It can impede on a lot of things. It can make them grumpy. We know what sugar does, crashes systems. So facilitating this, I know it almost feels like talking to a brick wall when they're 18 years old, but but having this relationship there that you're just always going to be an influence and a beacon of light. That's how you should describe yourself to your kids as well. Like, Listen, I'm, I'm the beacon. You know, the weather is usually nice. It's usually shiny. The, the, the sun is shining. The, the, the sky is clear. But there's times in life when the clouds come in, when the fog comes in, when the storms come in, and you still need to navigate the waters of life. And I'm here to be that beacon. And all you want to do is be as many BTU, uh, is that how we measure light? Um, No, lumens, lumens. We want to be as high lumens as possible uh, as a bulb in their life. We want our beacon to be as bright and and always on. You just tell your children, you know, I'm never going to let that light burn out for you. It's always going to be there. And then these things mean something and always will be. So healthy diet, um, exercise regularly, you know, implant that habit and exercise they can take as a grain of salt and move on with the rest of their life. Maybe they enjoy going to the gym later as an adult. Maybe they enjoy keeping softball in their life. Maybe they enjoy track and field or going for a jog or and these are lifelong habits where they just uh, the 45-year-old runner. They just they're a parent someday in their life and they're still running because of the seeds you planted early on about activity. And they enjoyed it and you facilitated it and you paid for track and field and you went to the track meets and you went to the state finals and you did all that stuff with them and you facilitated these things and they end up being a runner at 50 years old. You know, that that's the neat stuff that hopefully we live long enough to see our children um reap the benefits and rewards from. So that, that's cool. Avoid smoking, alcohol, and drugs. I mean, that's just, I think we have to remind half of you adults about this stuff too. Uh, avoid that stuff. It just kills brain cells. There's never an argument, uh, a debate I get into about marijuana use, uh, alcohol use, uh, prescription drug use. <coughs> they all they all kill brain cells, everything. Doctors don't even talk about that anymore. It's just the normal side effect of it. <clears throat> Aspirin. Taking an aspirin causes one tablespoon of bleeding in your stomach every time you swallow one pill. No, they don't talk about that. It's written right on the side of the box as a hemoplegia on the side of it, but no one knows what hemoplegia is. So there you go. So they just put it on the side. It may cause hemoplegia. It does cause hemoplegia. It causes bleeding in your stomach. As soon as that capsule is broken, it causes so your, your stomach bleeds. That's how toxic this material is. Then it becomes an NSAID in the body, which blocks pain reception for a little bit to kill your headache. 
So they don't talk about this. And chronic use of this, people will take it, they'll have indigestion, they'll have acid reflux, they'll cough one day and there's blood in there and they're like, oh my God, and they run to the hospital, endoscopies, endoscopies, stomach, and they're like, no, you're fine, there's no ulcers, there's no nothing. Or there may be, right? Little things like this that uh, we're unknowledgeable of, but and, and we do. So you need to avoid the smoking. You need to avoid the alcohol. You need to avoid the drugs to be an influence in your children. It's just, it's just the way it goes. I mean, it's tough. That's, that's a hard knocks there. Well, you thought this was going to end up like all nice and rainbows and unicorns, weren't you? Instead of me <laughs> yelling at you. But uh, I didn't want to do that in the earlier podcast because when you're raising little kids, I mean, there's no, it's life's hard. You've made it. We're talking about the finish line. And I'm going to tell you how imperfect you are. We all are. Um, but that's the influence. And you're influential for your kids for your entire life, by the way. How you how you end up at your, your own funeral to that moment is an influence onto your direct family members. So there's no breaks. If you're, if you're hoping for retirement or some type of break, there is no break. You're always going to influence them because they love you more than anyone else on the face of the planet. <clears throat> so it's tough. It's a tough thing to carry on your shoulders, but it's the most rewarding thing to carry on your shoulders. Challenge yourself too. set goals for yourself and work towards achieving them. This will help you develop problem solving skills in your life. And then also help you challenge your kids to develop problem solving skills and decision making skills in their life as well. The problems that you can solve in adulthood and the things that trials and tribulations that come through life, your parents are going to pass someday. You know, you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to go through funerals. Your children then have to come to the funerals with you. That's a learning experience about life and death and the cycle and all these things. These are all examples of trials and tribulations. You may run into financial problems. You may have to downsize your home. Your, your, your family comes with you. Uh, relationships sometimes break. That's a, that's a completely different uh, trial to go through, but you got to build relationships off of that. You got to build the teaching off of that rather than create angst and stress and the, and the emotions that you may be experiencing, but how are you dealing with them and how are you going to teach your kids through that? You can use your own life experiences and in the moment, trust me, you're going to fail because your emotions get in the way. You're not thinking about teaching at this moment. You're, you're thinking about survival, which is perfectly fine. But once the, the smoke settles and everything kind of settles there, then we go back to a teaching moment and talk about, hey, you know, this is how I dealt with it. I liked how I did this. I don't like how I how I went berserk for a whole week there. I'm sorry about that. Uh, if I ever had to do that again, I would change that. But I really liked how we handled this and we stayed together and we stuck together. You know, and those are the teaching things that we can go through there. Everything is a teaching. Everything in life is a, is a teaching moment. So and then learn new things. This is where at 18 to 25, we're learning a bunch of new stuff from uh, ju jumping between jobs and, and activities and sports. And then this is where we also build long time, uh, lifelong relationships during our, our time here as well. So the, the relationship and social part of the brain development is so important during these years. These are the best years of your life. If you look back at when you were 16, 19, 24, you're probably still today thinking, you know, those are probably some of the best years of your life, except your young children, maybe. Um, where you remember those memories and they, they, they carry on with you forever. Uh, even with young children, you know, you might have nine, 10 year olds. I mean, these, these, these summers you spend together, these moments you spend together, these Christmases, these holidays, these birthdays, uh, set up lifelong memories that, uh, they'll, they'll cherish for the rest of their life. They'll close their eyes some nights and just remember those times with you. Really cool things to think about. Um, yeah, super. This was this was super fun. We we made it to twenty five. 
Yes, the prefrontal cortex doesn't develop until 25, so be patient with your kids. I know by the time they're 18, you're treating them as an adult, and you're wondering how they can be so stupid. You're like, how are you still stupid? I've been waiting for you to not be stupid. You're 18, and you're still stupid. Uh, they're not. Your kids are wonderful. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, in those moments, those are the things that go through. I know those go through your head. I know they do. I'm not the only one. So when I say this stuff, people are like, oh, my gosh, he said it. But I know what you're thinking. You're like, I think it, too. I just don't say it, Dr. Enrico. I don't want anyone to judge me. I'm like, I don't care if anyone judge me. I'm just going to speak the truth. So we get to those points, and uh, that's why. It's because the prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed. So I say this stuff full knowing why the answer is there and why kids uh, can make silly decisions and say silly things um, because they're still figuring it all out. And we need, to, we need to facilitate that. I don't think I've said the word facilitate this much in the last month than in my entire life. I've never used that word that much. I've used it a lot on these podcasts because I think it's the perfect word and what we need to do as parents is really be that beacon of light. You guys are all bright lights and bright beacons. You do such a great job. It's almost like preaching to the choir, but I hope you learn some things during this time, implement some of these things during, and maybe we caught you in parenthood at certain phases. Maybe you got kids that are teenagers. Maybe you got new newborns. Maybe you're an about to be a parent. How cool is this? Listen to those podcasts. Go back to the, the, the one for neurodevelopment at birth. I mean, how cool is it to know what to expect and what's normal again surrounding your village with the people that think like you and know like you that things are not pathologies things are not diagnosable people are not a diagnosis people are not walking multiple sclerosis people are not walking diabetes people are not walking pathologies they're human beings that have some type of system that's not working probably with pancreatic issue um Modern deficit uh, issue, whatever whatever pathology or synaptic issue they have going on, a hormonal issue that's going on, doesn't define who they are. So we should not be defining our kids like that either. Our kids are not ADHD. Our kids are not <clears> – they're wonderful people. They're wonderful people. Do not label anyone. Do not label yourself. Even if you're on – if you need to be taking some prescriptions for something, whatever it is, you can always be working on this stuff. And remember, the body is self-healing and self-regulating whether you like it or not. There's just some sound principles we all need to follow, and it's a healthy diet, move the body, and sleep. You want to know what the best anti-aging thing you can do and teach your kids? And for yourself, you want to stay young, you want to have great skin like Dr. D? What you do is you sleep. You sleep for as long as you can every single night. That's the most anti-aging thing you can do. Women, you're staying up late, watching weird Netflix shows. Go to sleep. That's going to be the best thing for you. You're going to save yourself thousands of dollars in cosmetics. But that's that's the key to this. That there's there's simple there's universal principles you cannot change. They're rules, they're laws of the universe. They're laws. They're not theories. They're laws. You need to eat well, you need to move the body, you need to sleep. Those are the laws of health. That's how it works. Pass those things on to your kids. Do them yourself. Be a role model. Uh, and reap the benefits of a healthier lifestyle. I mean, that's what ends up happening when you do all those things correctly is you just end up healthier. You just move, feel better, think better, think clearer. You're rested. You have more energy for your kids. It's, it's the best thing you can do. The best thing you can do is take care of yourself, be as healthy as you possibly can so that you can influence your children the best way you can and not be a burden on them later. Um, there's uncontrollable things. We know that. There's things that uh, happen and it's okay. Uh, we're here for you. If you need anything, reach out to us. If you got any ideas for the podcast, that's great. Uh, we'll be back at it next week. We're not going to miss a week. 
And um, we're going to continue on with living a full life. Hopefully, I'll get a lineup of guests as well so you can stop hearing my voice all the time. And uh, live well. Keep doing what you're doing. You're absolutely wonderful. Stay healthy and take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.